Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Buffalo Sports Podcast. It's your host, AJ Sabalski. Today, I am joined by a Buffalo Bills beat reporter, Matt Perino. Matt, welcome to the show. What's up, AJ? How you doing, my friend? Good. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Just got out of practice. It's freezing, a little snow. Feels like we're kind of getting into, you know, football season now, like in Buffalo. So, uh, yeah, big game this weekend. Yeah, huge game this weekend. Um, before we get into that, I want to discuss uh, the trade deadline. Obviously, the Bills a couple of years ago when they were trying to make a playoff push added Calvin Benjamin. It didn't work out too well. Um, he they didn't think he they thought he was going to be something that he wasn't. Um, now going into this year, obviously we were going to be on top of the division, looking to push for the division and uh, hopefully a playoff win and further. Um, what do you think this team can add and just like? Specifying like some guys that like you're interested in that the Bills could add to make this, especially on the defensive end, this the defensive end more uh, solidified. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like you know I know there's a lot of people that talk about maybe adding a corner, or, you know, a linebacker or a tight end, but I think the real the the real position of need is one technique defensive tackle, and I just think that that's such a uh, an area of need because they kind of were hamstrung by what happened with Star Latulale before the season. And they really weren't able to add a prototypical guy to replace him. And, you know, I think what we've also learned is as much as some fans were frustrated with the lack of stats from star over the, over his time in Buffalo, that position isn't really about stats. It's about what they allow other guys to do. And without that big space eating double team, taking one technique, you know, they've asked Ed Oliver at times, the guy that they drafted to be the pass rusher on the interior, to, to play that role. And that's just not his role. So, you know, there's some guys out there. I think the cream of the crop would be Dalvin Tomlinson from the New York Giants. Uh, I think he'd probably end up costing you with the way that he's playing right now, maybe a third or fourth round draft pick. Um, but that's the kind of thing that could maybe push this, this defense uh, to that next level, maybe the level that we're used to seeing them play at, maybe even better. You know, maybe Tomlinson might be even better than Star Star was last year. Uh, there, then there's some other guys. Obviously, Don Terry Poe has been in the news. The, the Dallas Cowboys released him. Um, Tim Settle out in Washington. Uh, those are a few names that I, I think the Bills should really think about because, you know, a lot of people are talking about, like, well, they have Justin Zimmer, and Justin Zimmer, you know, he's playing well. Somebody responded to me yesterday when I put out a story on Poe. And I think that there's a lack of understanding that, you know, Justin Zimmer is not a one te- technique. To be honest with you, Vernon Butler is kind of a hybrid, and he's not really, you know, traditionally a one technique D tackle. Like his best film that he put out there last year in Carolina came rushing the passer, you know, as a three tech. So I just think that they needed to, uh, they need a nose tackle. They need, they need some size to let some of these smaller guys, even Quentin Jefferson, who they've asked to play one t- technique quite a bit. He's not the kind of guy that's going to take on double teams consistently for 50% of the snaps. So, and here's another thing. Like, I know a lot of people are talking about cornerback. Sean McDermott loves his cornerback room. Like, there's a reason they didn't add when they lost EJ Gaines. And, you know, Levi Wallace is trending in the right direction. He doesn't return this week. I think that he'll be ready to go probably next week. And they also saw, you know, something out of Dane Jackson last week that I think that they liked. They drafted him in the seventh round. He came in when he was called upon, and he made some big plays. 
only the second uh, cornerback this season with an interception last week. So um, I think that, you know, they like Tyler Croft. When they get Dawson Knox back, they like Dawson Knox. I, I could see them maybe taking a flyer on a tight end if the deal were, you know, a good deal. I do think that it wouldn't hurt to add there. But if you're asking me what I think they need and what I think they're going to – what I think they'd actually do and give up assets for, I think it would be that one tight end. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Um, so, speaking of just based off of the news yesterday about Deron Lee, the linebacker that we signed – former first round pick, do you think he'll, he'll be signed to the practice squad or do you think he'll be more or be to the 52 man roster? Or are you not quite sure? I would guess the practice squad only because, you know, as they're tinkering around with these numbers, they're going to have to make room for Levi Wallace and eventually Dawson Knox. When he comes off that list, Lee Smith came back uh, today um, and they do, I think that they're, you know, with the COVID rules, they're so kind of funny. You get some, uh, you get a roster exemption when you're bringing a guy back off the COVID list, I believe. Uh, Sal Capaccio is the guy to follow for that. He has read the uh, CBA up and down when it comes to like how they're handling all these COVID protocols, and I think he tweeted about it. Um, so they're gonna have to play around with the numbers, but I can see, you know, Darren Lee, like a guy that you know has been out there, has been available for a while. I know he's been, he was suspended. Uh, I think he's clear to play now, um, but. You know, I, I think he's a, somebody that you can add to your practice squad, let him get acclimated, figure out the system a little bit, and then also let Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier figure out where he fits in. I mean, he's a guy that, you know, it's not really necessarily confirmed where he's going to play yet. Is he going to be a traditional outside linebacker? Are they going to want to use him in like a big nickel role? So we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. I know that, you know, if it ends up being the big nickels role, it's I'm curious about how they've approached that. I thought this year that we'd see a little bit of a mix of Taron Johnson and, and Saran Neal, but when they've wanted to go big nickel, they've, they've turned to Dean Marlowe and not Saran Neal in that role. The only time they really used him this year is against Travis Kelsey in that chiefs game. Um, and Taron Johnson hasn't been very good. So I'm kind of intrigued to see if they'll use Lee in that, in that traditional big nickel role, because I think that, while D Marlowe was better than Taron Johnson, I still don't think he's been playing at a level when they've asked him to play in the slot to where you can count on him for, you know, those snaps moving forward. So, yeah, but again, it's a guy that, you know, I wouldn't place too many expectations on the guy and, and have too high hopes. If he can fill a role, um, great. And we'll see. Um, but a former first round pick too. So that's always something worth mentioning. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with the big nickel. Uh, AJ Klein, Hasn't been too well in pass coverage this year. So adding a quicker and better uh, pass coverage guy in Duran Lee, if once he gets accustomed to the system, like you said, McDermott always gets the best out of his players usually. So hopefully he can somehow make an impact and help our linebacking core. So now we're going to move on to the big game Sunday. Um, New England is two and four, correct? Yeah. Okay. And then we're from, yeah. We're five and two. Uh, I, it's hard saying New England is two and four because every time, every year I've been alive in my life, they've been five and five and two, four, five and one. So it's hard. It's hard to uh, remember the record. So just speaking on the injury front, I know I'll speak on New England. Uh, Gilmore had an MRI today. He likely will um, miss some time, but they don't. They he might not miss this weekend. They don't know yet. It's a, it's a minor injury, so 
it, it's not too uh, bad. And then Edelman's out this weekend, which is huge for, huge for Buffalo because they've been struggling with those receivers in the slot. Edelman is one of the best at doing that in the league. So just speaking, um, I know you just came out of practice. Uh, I know Hyde didn't practice today again, which isn't a good sign for Sunday. Um, Feliciano, Levi both practiced, but they're still on the IR, so we'll see if they get activated. How do you think the injury uh, situation for Buffalo is looking this weekend, and will we get some guys back? I mean, not having Hyde is never a good thing, but, you know, that I think they do like, you know, DeMarlo in that role to step in, a veteran guy that knows McDermott's scheme inside and out, uh, probably does a lot of work on the scout team every week at, at that safety position. So I think uh, I think Marlo – you know, you could have worse options. And I know there's been some, you know, uh, murmuring about maybe giving uh, Jaquan Johnson a shot. And that's always like a fun idea. And, I, and I'm i kind of with it because I like what I've seen from the kid. But this is a big spot against the Patriots. I, I would imagine that McDermott will go with the guys that he trusts the most in these spots. Uh, Milano dealing with a torn, uh, partially torn pack. He, he made uh, everyone aware of yesterday. That's, that's significant. I mean, I, I still – wonder if he'll be full go for this weekend if, or if he'll be on a pitch count again, um, which is never good. Like you mentioned with, with Tyrell Dotson out, AJ Klein has just not been good. And, you know, wouldn't it be just such a typical Buffalo performance for this just putrid offense of the Patriots to come in here, uh, their tight end room, which has been non-existent production wise this year, uh, Dalton Keefe, uh, Asiata, uh, Izzo, whoever you want to name in their in their tight end room has done nothing this season. And I could just see, like, with the way that the Bills have struggled to cover, you know, you, you look at what Travis Kelsey did a couple weeks ago, um, where, you know, a couple touchdowns, a couple big plays. You know, if one of these guys gets going, you know, A.J. Klein would probably be the culprit and in, in Taron Johnson and whoever else you want to put on him. So um, definitely not ideal, but this offense – for the Patriots is struggling so much and they're without so many weapons that I think they're going to have, they're be forced to be one dimensional. It's going to come down to a game of physicality and, you know, do you want to meet their toughness level and, you know, get up for what's going to be a, a smash mouth game of football at the line of scrimmage. And, you know, they're saying all the right things. The bills are, um, they've struggled to stop the run at times, but they've also struggled to top, stop the run in games where teams, you know, want to throw too. So this is a game where you're not really fearing this version of Cam Newton as a passer. So they're going to be one-dimensional. And I think back to, you know, the Tennessee Titans game where, you know, they, you knew they wanted to run Derrick Henry and the Bills did a good job, you know, keeping him uh, contained for the most part. So, you know, you never, you always – the biggest thing for me and – going into this week was getting John Brown back healthy for them. And that's like a key to the game, but with the weather now looking very uh, grim in terms of the report for Sunday with 40 to 50 mile per hour winds possible rain, it's tough to get the downfield passing game going in those kind of conditions. So they're going to have to run the ball. I'd imagine we'll see some Zach Moss. I'd imagine I wouldn't even be surprised if we saw all three of those backs active on Sunday. Absolutely. Um, that's something I also realized. You, you mentioned Kelsey. Uh, I can just mention like another name is like Gasaki. He had a huge game against us. Yeah. Uh, right. Week two. So that that that's another thing. It's just 
you said they have a depleted tight end room, and it's it's still scary for our defense because we, we really have struggled against those bigger targets in the slot. So, um, now moving on to like the uh, offense, I know that everyone's been complaining about this all year, the run game. Uh, I know last week, uh, Dable mentioned and Allen mentioned that they came out throwing. I think I think they didn't run. I mean, I, I would say the first 12 plays, I know Allen was throwing the ball every single down against the Jets because that's what they saw in the defense. Right. Um, so do you think like what what I know like Bills Mafia has been like waiting, but like what will it take for like the Bills to finally, especially in a game like this where you're gonna have to run the ball with the weather? I mean, the weather's gonna very limit the passing game to an extent. So like what do the Bills need to do to get the running game going against uh the Patriots and even extending the running game with uh passes out in the flat to Beasley or Brown in the in the open to extend the run game and get them get them open in space? I mean, to start, they got to block better. I mean, that's been, like, one of the biggest problems, especially on the interior. I think that, like, you know, the turnover at guard this year because of some of the injuries and some of the shuffling of the deck with moving forward inside, it just hasn't been very seamless. And and they look like they've been – week after week, they've been – look like they've been trying to figure things out from – in terms of, you know, as a run-blocking unit. I think getting Feliciano back potentially this week you know, Sean McDermott's been very coy with how he's talked about him this week. And so we're, it's still up in the air if he's going to play. My hunch is that he is going to play. And, you know, he'll be starting at left guard because I think Ike Bucker was so bad um, in his opportunity. Um, poor guy. I mean, he spent a ton of time developing him over the years. And he's a guy that, you know, they've, they've had active on game days, like, you know, a lot over the last two years. And – it just never really materialized for him. He just – he looked a little bit lost out there. And so, you know, you get Feliciano back in the mix, that helps. But I think Winters has still been really bad. So the rest of that unit's going to really have to, you know, carry the load until Ford can get back. And I think eventually when Ford's back, it's going to be Ford, Feliciano, Ford at left guard, Feliciano at maybe back at right guard, Morse, mm. Dan Dawkins, and Daryl Williams. And honestly, if you would have asked me what I thought their best five, potentially could be going into the season that would be the combination in some way those five guys so I think it's brighter skies ahead but it's about getting through this game and you know getting that run game going and you know you worry a little bit about you know the one dimensionality that they kind of have at times in terms of their play calling Brian Dable's been so good um, I've been a big fan of his for a while I've been a big proponent of him uh, for for the success that the Bills offense has had I put a lot of that on Brian Dable, but at times they're very st- – they get stagnant in their play calling. They go to the same thing a little bit too much. And you saw it in the run game last week. They had a couple runs that with Singletary, and then they run it again, you know, on the third play, and he bangs into a wall and loses yards. And, you know, you got to just change things up. You can never be – you know, sometimes I, I play a little game when I watch these – when I watch the game, and I say, you know, I look for trends – and then I, I try to call the play once I, I see a trend. And I'll tell you, a lot of the times, you know, even in my own head, I'm right in those moments where it's, you know, I, I'm saying run or I'm saying pass, and that's what happens. And if I'm saying that, I can't imagine what, you know, the opposing defensive coordinator is doing. So they just got to be a little bit more creative and a little bit more, um, you know, uh, not predictable in a game like this because it's probably easy. And, and that's easier said than done because – the, the weather and the conditions may dictate what you have to do. So, um, but yeah, they got to get the run game going. That's a huge part of this week. 
Yeah, maybe uh, speaking of if you're you're not doing that trend, maybe you could go up to the Jets facility and fix their uh, stuff going on over there with their offense over there. Uh, <laughs> some things going going on there. All right. Um, and I also forgot to mention Nikhil Harry, who's a big playmaker for them, power receiver. I think he's been out of practice with a concussion all week as well. So that's something else to watch, just to mention that. Um, yeah, he's probably not going to play, I would imagine. Yeah. So now I'm going to go to the uh, breakout players on offense and defense, just for Buffalo. Uh, who do you think? Who do you think has a good game for who needs to, and who does have a good game on offense and on defense for the Bills? Um. Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, I like, um, you know, I think Ed Oliver. I'll mention him. I, we talked to him yesterday. He seems like he's finally getting healthy after suffering that injury and that weird, like, his leg was out. The running back kind of ran through his leg. His, his knee was banged up for a while there. He said he finally feels like himself, and I feel like he played a pretty strong game even though he didn't get a sack last week. I could see him posing a real – problem because you know Cam Newton's holding on to the ball a lot so if you can get pressure uh Jerry Hughes ate last week he was phenomenal I could see you know maybe even an AJ Epinesa too kind of pops for me uh as somebody to watch for in this game on the offensive side I'm gonna stick with Zach Moss I like what we saw in the second half from him last week I'd imagine he'd get more opportunities this week um I'm still a big fan of Devin Singletary I think he's a uh, I like watch, I like watching him run, and I think that he he gives them um, he gives them a very dynamic option atop the depth chart. But I just think this could be a game where you went out and drafted Zach Moss to be that physical guy, that physical runner, um, and maybe bang him in between the tackles a little bit in this game. So I'll say Moss. Yeah, I would agree with the Zach Moss thing. I'm, I've been waiting for him to hit the hole, and last week he showed a little bit of that in the second half. Um, and, yeah, the defensive end as well, um, I think. Ed Oliver, he mentioned even, like, I think, yeah, d- during this week he said, it wasn't until week seven until I turned it on last year and ended up finished the year with five sacks. I think he had zero sacks going into week seven. And then I think that D- Dallas game flipped the switch for him and he started playing good ball. Right. So, uh, now, just for the predictions, right. uh, I'll start with for predictions. So, obviously, if the Bills win this game – the chances of them winning the division. Oh, look at you. Trying to get an exclusive. What did you say? You're trying, to get an ex- trying to get an exclusive on, on your podcast here. I like it, AJ. I don't usually give my predictions until my po- my Friday night pod. But <laughs> I'll, I'll break tradition. I'll, I'll give you my prediction. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. That's awesome. And, yeah, make sure everybody uh, that will listen to this, watch Matt and Ryan on the Shout Podcast. They're great. Their most recent one with Eric Wood was absolutely phenomenal. Make sure you watch it. Subscribe. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you'd like to watch it. They're live on Facebook, Twitter. So make sure you guys check them out. It's great, great build stuff. So for this week, obviously five and two, two and four. I want to say this, if we play like we did against the Jets, uh, against a better coach team, we need, we need to be able to convert in the red zone, especially in this weather. We can't go down – we can't drive the whole field and settle for field goals against the Bill Belichick team, no matter – I don't care who's there. They're better coached. I think Allen needs to – I know I know. last week Gabe Davis got the touchdown taken away from him on a iffy call by the referee, but we need to convert in the red zone. Uh, our offense was good last week. It just couldn't convert. Um, 
Adelman being out is a major uh, help for us, for our defense. And I think Gilmore, we don't know yet if he's going to play or not. He's, he's questionable, so we'll see. Um, I think the Bills, it's going to be a low-scoring game, and I think it's going to be tight. I think I'm going to go with 17 to 13 Buffalo, uh, low-scoring game. I think the weather. Uh, I think I think Belichick in the past has done really well with against Allen, uh, so I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Buffalo ekes it out, moves to six and two, and they're headed in the right direction for the division lead and hopefully hosting a home playoff game. So, Matt, give your prediction. Mm. So I will say I've been planning on picking New England all week. And I, you know, have really been taking every morning to really think through my thoughts on this because I think this is a really tough game to predict. What I really don't like in this game for the Bills is Josh Allen's history now of in big games against whether it be another big-name quarterback or, in this case, a big-name, you know, defensive mind like Bill Belichick. He's just seemed to come out slow in these games. And I feel like Patriots are on the ropes right now. And so if you let them come out and have any type of success early in this game, it's going to be Bill Belichick versus Josh Allen, as good as he's been in the fourth quarter at times in his career, most of the time in his career. I still give that advantage to Bill. The problem is now we're sitting here on Friday, and I just think that there's too many guys that are going to be out. This offense has looked way too bad. Sean McDermott is familiar with Cam Newton. He knows what he can do well. He's spent years in Carolina going up against him in practice. So I think that with the struggles that he's having, I give the edge to, to McDermott and being able to um, scheme against that and make them one-dimensional, make them have to really be a running team on, on Sunday. And so I'm going to go with the Bills to make enough plays. John Brown is back 20-17. to 17. Buffalo wins to improve to six and two and all but, you know, deaden the New England Patriots 2020 season. <laughs> and it's, it's nice to say that hopefully all goes well in that game. And that's exactly what happens. Uh, Matt, thanks for joining me. I know you're in your car right now, fresh out of practice. So I really appreciate you coming on and talking some Bills football with me. Um, no problem. I got it. It's a busy weekend. Like, Patriots Week is crazy, and uh, thanks for doing this, like, on short notice like this because um, I wanted to fit it in, and I like fitting as many of these in as I can, but it gets tough to uh, try to do scheduling stuff. So, appreciate it, and uh, I hope everybody enjoys the game on Sunday. This is a, these are the fun ones, man. Like, I know there hasn't been a lot of good moments in these games over the years, but, you know, the, you know big game, Chant, and this is what like we and we have a season that's another big part of this like you know a couple months ago man I was sitting there thinking in in, in late June like man I really hope this all works out and the NFL is able to stage a season where we're almost halfway through this thing and you know there's been a couple scares but things are going pretty well so enjoy the big moments in, in this weird time of COVID that we still get you know a really cool football game on Sunday so thanks for having me man. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, go Bills, as always. And make sure to tune in to uh, Matt and Ryan's pod tonight. I think you are – it's tonight, correct? Yeah, 6 o'clock. We're having on uh, Chris Mason. He's a Pats beat reporter. We'll dive into all their problems that they're having, preview the game, predictions, and uh, take some questions too. All right, I'll be watching, so make sure you guys do. Uh, Matt, thanks for coming. Uh, see you later. All right, buddy. Take care. Have a good one.